Hello and welcome back. My name is Luke and you're listening to another episode of the Next Stage podcast by Web Summit, taking you inside the minds of business and cultural leaders from around the world. It's Wednesday, and every Wednesday we're looking at some of the best and brightest minds that Web Summit has to offer. So sit back, relax, and listen in as we hear from the leading minds and industry giants from all over the planet. Thank you so much for joining what I think is a really important conversation in 2020. It's been a really difficult year for a lot of people, whether you're an employer or an employee or whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're single in an apartment in New York. I think a lot of people need to take a stock this year on what healthy living looks like for them. Can I ask both of you, first of all, what is your healthy habit for mental or physical well-being during this time? First to you, Jessica. For me, it's been, um, I would say, sort of allowing myself not to maybe operate um, at the level that I have been operating at. You know, when you can sort of compartmentalize your um, work time and then your home time, you know, I could, I used to be able to physically go somewhere to work. And then when I came home, it was when I got to really hunker down with my family and sort of shut down that piece and, and open up another piece. And so then I didn't feel the same level of burnout that I had been feeling. Um, certainly the beginning of COVID, I would say the first four months was really difficult because uh, and even now, I still sort of struggle with the blend of work life and family life. It's like this constant thing. I feel like my days never end. <laughs> I feel like someone's always needing me. Um, I don't even have time to like get a snack or to get a drink of water or nothing. And, um, you know, I, I think I've really allowed myself um, to take that time to center myself a little bit and take those sort of like time. My mom needs a time out. Wife needs a time out, um, you know, and to my employees, like I need I need a time out. Um, and so just sort of allowing myself to be not as uh, type A and wanting to execute with excellence all the time for everyone because it's just been really draining along with the emotional um, drain of, of everything that's been going on in the world. So for me, I've been doing that. Um, and then I have really changed some of my eating habits, my sleeping habits, really shutting down uh, my phone, trying to uh, more than I ever had before. And, um, and then also giving myself a couple of rituals like bath and a face mask. In the morning even when I wake up, I'll immediately put a face mask on my face, which forces me, I know that I'll have to rinse it off, which becomes self-care. And it gives me that little bit of alone time um, that's just for me so I can just kind of center myself. So that's what I've been doing, just trying to take those little bit of moments and giving myself a little bit, a little bit of a break. I love that. And I think there's so much that you said, Jessica, that can resonate with a lot of people that will be watching this, which is that we've lost a little bit of the demarcation of the start of the day and the end of the day. And working from home for many people has seeped into you do all four roles all constantly through the day. And I think that is a really important thing to to note to, to, you know, how do you make time for yourself or your different roles? And also that, you know, the shutting off. I know personally, I had to stop... A, 
times this year looking at news in the morning because it was getting me anxious during the day. Ariana, what for you has been like those little things that you have done to really um, focus on your mental and your physical well-being this year? So Sam, I loved what you and Jessica said. For me, in a way, the blessing has been that we bring this work uh, through Thrive to you know, hundreds of thousands of people in companies around the world. So every day, I'm kind of reminded again and again of these micro steps, these small daily habits we can bring into our lives that can dramatically transform our experience. In a way, everything you said, everything Jessica said were micro steps. They were not kind of huge new habits. So among the hundreds micro steps at Thrive, which actually we have brought into the Honest Company, we have worked with Jessica's employees and we are preparing another webinar at the beginning of the year. Among all of them, my two favorites are bookending my day, how I start my day, how I end my day. And I start my day always with 60 seconds before I go to my phone. I charge my phone outside my bedroom at night, which makes it easier not to be tempted to go to it in the middle of the night if I wake up or to go to my phone first thing in the morning before I have really fully uh, walking up and I either do box breathing actually box breathing is done by Navy SEALs in moments of stress so it really works. box breathing is inhale to the count of four pause to the count of four exhale to the count of four and it really centers you it scientifically it moves you from the sympathetic nervous system which is the fight or flight to the parasympathetic which is calm centered and then whatever is there when i go to my phone often it can be something challenging i'm more equipped to deal with it and at night i have a, a news cutoff moment when mm. i say i'm now going to stop consuming coronavirus news I'm going to stop doom scrolling in my social media. And this is my transition time. A little similar to Jessica's. I always have a hot bath with Epsom salts. And the more stressed I am, the more I prolong it. <laughs> Which helps slow down my brain also. Not, it's not just for my body, it's for my brain. And, and I love to get into bed with a real book that has nothing to do with work. Mm. It could be poetry, a novel, history, something that takes me out of my day to day. Mm. And you know, these things make a huge difference in how I wake up and how I deal with the day. What are you reading at the moment, just out of curiosity? So I'm actually reading a book uh, called The Tyranny of Meritocracy, which is about what's happened in America by Professor Michael Sandel, when we, we tend to um, neglect people who work um, with their, their hands or their hearts, you know, the caregiving professions or craftsmen. And you know, it's been amazing. Now, when a, when a plumber came in the other day to fix something that was not working in the kitchen, I was so full of gratitude because it's like, I couldn't do that. 
You couldn't mm-hmm. do that. And I mm-hmm. think the whole theme of the book is if we can change the way we look at the people that we are now seeing as essential workers, mm-hmm. it can bring us much more together in the country. And talking mm-hmm. about change, Ariana, you once said that tr- transformative change rarely happens without a catalyst or a crisis. And it definitely feels like here in the US, at least, if not globally, we're going through, 2020 has been a state of crisis, right? Whether it's a social justice crisis, um, a health crisis, uh, it feels very tense for a lot of people. How as leaders, I'm gonna ask Jessica this first, how do, you, how do you manage and lead your teams, not only the team that you have at The Honest Company, but the community of the people that, because it feels like both of your businesses are very community led, right? Like how do you lead mm. your community through crisis? Right. So I would say that uh, first and foremost, um, really leaning on actually a lot of the knowledge that I've been able to gain through um, Ariana and her Thrive um, initiative, her her book and um, the program. That's been a major asset for us. And it's been something that's been imperative really to keeping the team um, and their mental health um, really a a focus for us. Because I think as a business, you're only going to be as good as your team. Everyone knows that, right? Um, But how do you really put your arms around your team and how do they feel seen and heard? And whether it's through this pandemic, whether it's through, you know, um, their own day to day of having to figure out how to be the school teacher and also, you know, execute with excellence in their job and their role. And of course, they still, you know, have their goals and they want to reach them. And then them having to navigate also a lot of people are having to be caretakers for their parents or siblings or other people that they never had to do before. So people are bearing a lot more weight along with what's going on in the world. And then, um, of course, uh, the social justice um, crisis that's been going on, but now just like has cracked open and the wound is so exposed that everyone is dealing with it and everyone has different experiences and how they're dealing with it. So we've had a lot of very candid conversations. We um, make a space for our employees to be able to communicate and articulate how they're feeling. And then we try to channel um, that into something productive. And we truly have been so grateful for the Thrive program and have leaned on it heavily. Um, And then, you know, for, uh, for me, I guess I also have over the years learned a lot from Ariana and the Thrive um, initiative and and all of those little tips, you know, that actually add up and make a big difference. Um, But also Agape, her her sister wrote this amazing book that (laughs) is on my bedside table. And so I have my Shungite stone, which helps with the EMF of the, um, you know, your your, uh, electronics. And I actually put my, my plug to my phone and everything and my computer inside of a drawer 
um, the bottom drawer, and then I have my shungite stone next, next to my head to try and block the EMF, and then I have Agape's book, um, and then I have, you know, a couple of other books of poetry and um, around, you know, activism and things like this. And I, when I show up, um, I'm really trying to articulate how I feel as well and being open and vulnerable with the employee base. You know, I'm struggling here. And I, these are some of the things that I've tried today. So even when we do our all hands meetings even, I share a lot and it's more, um, I always kick off the meetings with sort of like a positive thought um, but also rooted in here's where I'm struggling personally, but here's how I've been able to kind of manage through it. And in a lot of the same ways, we've been able to do that um, with our community and with our consumers. You know, being able to not just be there for them when it comes to providing the right solutions for them, because um, of course people are frantically wanting the hand sanitizer. They want to have safe products. So we, you know, we innovative and came out with a, a disinfectant spray that doesn't use any bleach um, or ammonia like most conventional, but still disinfects. You know, and so people are looking for these solutions. We've been able to deliver on that, but I would say most importantly, um, we definitely lift up our community. I feel like they feel seen and heard and we've taken stances when it comes to social justice, when it comes to the pandemic and also just the mental health, putting that first and foremost um, on our social media, so. I think that's really important, Jessica. And I love what you say about making kind of the space for people to feel heard. For me personally, as a manager, the Glamour team, I think one of the things, I love being in person with my team, love being in an office. I thrive on being around people, but I think, one of the things that I learned this year that has been more valuable than a lot is having those checking calls, those, those personal checking calls that have no agenda, right? It's very easy to get sucked down eight hours of Zoom calls about certain projects and certain stories and certain things you're doing, but making the time, and I only kind of realized it halfway through that you're making that time to just pick up the phone and be like, what's going on in your life? How are you doing? Yeah. And that personal check-in, when you're not in the physicality of your team, I think it's been one of the more valuable things that I've learned. Ariana, what about for you in not only the, your, the team that you work with at Thrive, but also the community of uh, the companies that you work with? What have you learned this year about uh, leading during crisis? Well, what we've learned, um, Sam, which is uh, actually what you said at the beginning, that in a way these problems pre-existed before the pandemic. I remember meeting Jessica in Shanghai while I was still running the Huffington Post, and Jack Ma had uh, put together his first uh, women's conference for Alibaba. And I remember she and I sitting together at dinner talking about how exhausted we both were. We had flown yeah. in from the States. We had been thrown in to give a speech. We had endless meetings. And that frenetic way of living pre-existed the pandemic. And as you said, um, Sam, we have an opportunity to use this crisis as a catalyst, not to return to the things that were not working before, but to... Uh, build um, a future that is more sustainable 
And mm. for me, that's based on the recognition that when we are recharged, when we take that time to take care of ourselves, and as Jessica said in the example she gave, it's not a big amount of time. It's just being conscious about the, the time out that each one of us needs and giving it to ourselves, recognizing that we're actually going to be more effective as leaders, we are going to be more creative, we'll be able to come up with better solutions and better decisions. And, you know, Jessica, I must say, was ahead of the curve. Right now, there is no CEO of any company who does not recognize that well-being and the mental resilience of their employees are central. They, they cannot basically build a productive business without them. But Jessica brought Thrive into the Honest Company long before everybody else had recognized that these things are not just nice to have benefits. They're essential to improve the performance and well-being of their employees. So that's what I find promising, Sam, that we are actually ready um, to go back after the pandemic in a new way. Um, that will actually ensure that we have better results in every possible way. What do you think that new way will look like? Because it's so, I love the story of you guys meeting after what, a, a transatlantic flight in Shanghai. Can't imagine, couldn't even imagine to comprehend what all the people watching Web Summit, how many air miles they put through in 2019. Like I can imagine billions and billions of, of air miles that the people watching this will have done in 2019. Do you think 2020 is a reset of, uh, you know, allowing more work from home, more flexible hours, more, less, less global and domestic travel? What, what do you both think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that we've all have, we, you know, we, we're sort of forced to think differently about our workday and productivity and what really, you know, needs to be true. Uh, and what are those sort of like table stakes for something to move forward? And I think what a lot of people have realized is we can be probably so much more efficient and so much more productive in so many different ways. And it probably takes a lot less people um, in a space to get things done. And it can just, we just operate differently. And I think what I would say and what I hope people can take away is the amount of time that's wasted on, on travel, on meaningless travel. Um, and I would say the other things, sometimes it's great and it's necessary and there's no one who loves travel more than me. I mean, don't, you know, I hope you guys don't get that wrong uh, or, or misconstrue what I'm saying, but I do think that there's so much that can be done virtually, right? Um, and so I think that is just an amazing tool that we now really have. Um, and I would say I, what I hope is that people and certainly companies start to really think about their own mental health, reflect more, have more self-awareness to um, be modern in their approach and how they run their business and really understand the consumer instead of having to, you know, pay for a multi-million dollar study uh, through some other organization to tell them what the consumer is thinking. I hope that, you know, people are a little bit more connected to themselves 
so that they kind of can stay up with what really matters when it comes to um, just being more humane, having more values, treating people with fairness, and, um, and having realistic expectations. I love that. Ariana, do you think there's a, a change in how industries are tackling flexible work hours and part-time working and remote working and even putting down those global travel yourself? Do, have you, are you seeing that? Are you hearing that? Absolutely. Uh, hearing it everywhere. And I think that's going to make a big difference. Also, the way we are now talking about mental resilience and mental health and destigmatizing that conversation is key. And we believe it starts with the leaders. Uh, it starts at the top because people have to have cultural permission. Uh, we've had decades uh, where these conversations were taboo. And now mm. we are changing that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm actually optimistic, you know, I'm not in any way some minimizing the huge suffering that's going on at the moment, you know, the losses, losses of life, financial losses, but I believe we are building something new. And frankly, um, a lot of the new that we are building is being led by women. Uh, because the world that we're leaving behind was built by men and a lot of things about it were not working. So a lot of great men are helping build the new world, but also a lot of great women are standing up and saying the frenetic way we've been living without time to reflect, without time, as Jessica said, to connect with ourselves and know um, what is best, know what we should be doing instead of always relying on surveys and polls, which as we have seen are very unreliable. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, these are some of the changes um, in the new world we are building. We have to kind of marry condo our lives a little bit and see what is essential, what is fulfilling and what we need to leave behind. And it's so true because, as you say, women are kind of leading the change, but they've also borne the brunt statistically yeah. lots of different ways in 2020, whether they make up the majority of the healthcare workers and essential workers in America are women, whether they were more likely to lose their job this year, whether in two partner households, the woman seems to take the brunt of the school care as well as the working from home. Um, mm -hmm. You've got a very female-focused community um, of consumers. Jessica, what are you hearing from them about what they want to leave behind in 2020 and what they're looking forward to in 2021, especially when you think about healthy habits and, and, and living a better life and a better world? You know, I think representation just matters so much. And because I am one of the few Latinx entrepreneurs that's out there and has um, founded a company, but then also um, in, in this space of an omni-channel business model in CPG and beauty, you know, these spaces are really dominated by men and have historically been run by men. And so by me operating um, and really working with my partner, Nick Vlahos, who's my CEO, and us working together to make sure that we uh, really infuse and incorporate practices and process that lift up women um, and support them 
and lift up diverse communities and support them. Um, you know, I think that is like 90% of it because when little girls see Kamala Harris, they're like, oh, okay, I can now see myself in the highest, in one of the highest offices in, uh, in government. When people see someone like me, like me, they're like, oh, I can start a company, you know, one day. I, and it can stand for something and it can have purpose. So I think representation is so key. And I, I really believe, in, and, and we've been, um, you know, it's been great to get the feedback from our community and our consumers just being grateful and, and also um, you know, sharing out when we support other entrepreneurs, when we support women in, in government, when we support women in positions that you don't normally get to see them um, and support communities that have traditionally been marginalized. So uh, it's great because now we collectively have this platform and we're all sharing it together and, and it's just so powerful. I completely agree. And I don't think it's ever come into such clarity as it has this year that individuals and people, and I, I'm particularly applauding the Gen Zers of the world, they spend their digital dollars and they join communities that they think either represent them or values that they care about. And I think we're seeing that a lot. Ariana, are you seeing in, in, in where people choose to work? Are, there, are, they, are they making decisions uh, based on their work-life balance, on the healthy habits of the culture there? What, what are you seeing in how people in the work corporate space are, are making their um, career decisions? Because we know in the consumer space, they're definitely doing it more value-based than they ever were before. Absolutely. But also, Sam, we're in a period of transition. Uh, so some people are pioneers and trailblazers, some are lagging behind, but the change is happening. And I know we're coming to the end. So I, I want to leave everyone with a very simple micro step, if I may. Uh, you know, of all the products Thrive has, my favorite product, our hero product, is called Reset. And it takes 60 seconds. And it's based on the latest neuroscience that you can course correct from stress in 60 seconds. And stress is unavoidable, you know. Nobody is going to lead a stress-free existence. Cumulative stress is avoidable. And it's cumulative stress that makes it hard for us to sleep, that often gives us hypertension, and mm. all the health and mental problems that follow. So please remember everyone, 60 seconds, and you can do anything you want, 60 seconds to breathe, 60 seconds to remember what you are grateful for, 60 seconds between Zoom calls to stand up and stretch, or you can go to our free Thrive Zip Up and create your own reset based on the things that give you joy. Like I mine are pictures of my kids, my favorite music, favorite quotes. And if you are too stressed to even breathe, you can just play it. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, in the middle of a lot of darkness and anxiety, I'd love us all to focus on something that can bring us together and make us smile and be optimistic. I love that. I think that's a beautiful place to end. Jessica, Ariana, I got so much out of this conversation. I've got a 60 second reset. Jessica, it was so interesting to hear all of the things that you're doing at the Honest Company as well. I appreciate the conversation and I hope those uh, tuning in got a lot from it too.
Thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you want to hear more about these topics firsthand, or you want to let us know what you want to hear, be sure to check us out on any of our social media accounts or visit websummit.com. That's websummit.com.